This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You matter, you do, and you're awesome. Don't fight us on this one, ask your friends. Visit betterhelp.com super and take care of number one. Hey brother! Ben, Harry Potter is full of odd questions when it comes to death and life and souls. Like for example, you can create a horcrux and store a piece of your soul inside of an object to protect you in the event of death. But also a Dementor could come and just suck your soul right out of your body, leaving you a shallow husk of an existence. No happiness, no sadness, just there. Then there's Harry himself who dies and enters this odd limbo space for a while before he's eventually allowed to come back. And don't even get me started with Harry's parents. I mean, their dead butts are showing up all the time. Like when Harry looks in the mirror of Erised, boom, there they are exactly as they appeared when he died, except Harry would have no idea what they looked like when he died because he was just a baby. And even if you want to argue that, hey, maybe he picked up on it and it's like stored internally in the book, generations of his family show up and he definitely didn't know what they looked like. Lily and James also show up when Harry and Voldemort's wands meet in Goblet of Fire, and they cheat the system again and come back via the Resurrection Stone in Deathly Hallows. I mean, it's like they don't even know the meaning of death. Which brings me to today's topic, ghosts. Because we all think of ghosts as dead people, but are they even really dead? And what would happen if a ghost traveled through the mysterious veil in the Department of Mysteries? Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, The Ridge Wallet. Here's the thing, guys. I don't like to carry more than I need to ever. It all spans back to my early days with cargo shorts, when at any given moment on my person, I had my very standard keys, wallet, cell phone, digital camera, flashlight, watermelon, lighter, you know, just for like flicking it open, showing people like, look, I've got fire. A slice of watermelon, guys, come on. But as I have gotten older and therefore wiser, I have realized there's no need to carry so many things. Nowadays, it is just the watermelon and my wallet. But that doesn't mean I don't still like to be interesting, which is why I carry the Ridge wallet. It's the kind of wallet that when you're out to dinner with friends and you go to pay and you whip it out, people are like, whoa, what's that? And then you get to tell them, you're like, oh, it's just my Ridge wallet, no big deal, it's awesome. Ridge wallets are not just aesthetically pleasing, but they're also very functional. They can hold up to 12 cards and cash. Cash is this green stuff people used to pay for stuff with. Look at this, can you believe it? They come in over 30 different colors and styles, including this one, which is called Narrows and has like a topographic map etched into the surface. So cool. They are beautiful, minimalistic, and durable, coming with a lifetime warranty. And they come in a great box and look beautiful wrap for all of you gift givers out there. To get 10% off, head over to ridge.com slash SCB and use promo code SCB. Again, that's going to be ridge.com slash SCB and promo code SCB for 10% off your order today. Link is in the description down below. Okay, so what makes this such an odd question is that walking through the veil obviously kills you. But ghosts are already dead, right? So if they went through the veil, would it also kill them or would they be protected from its effects? Or is it just perhaps an option for them to finally, finally die? Well, first let's talk about ghosts and how they operate inside of the wizarding world. Because despite not being able to like eat or physically interact with anything, they can still have quite an effect on the world around them. So how does a ghost become a ghost? Nick explains this to Harry briefly in Order of the Phoenix. I was afraid of death. I chose to remain behind. I sometimes wonder whether I ought to have. Well, that is neither here nor there. In fact, I am neither here nor there. I know nothing of the secrets of death, Harry, for I chose my feeble limitation of life instead. And boy, I gotta tell you, Nick, that is confusing at best. And unfortunately, is the best explanation of how ghosts work we get 
in the books. Not that there aren't other inferences we can make though. For example, despite their near non-existence at all, they are still capable of interacting with the physical world in an extremely limited way. Like they definitely can't pick things up, but they can move water or air or fire around a little. She's a little sensitive. Plus, we know if a ghost passes through you, it feels as though you were just doused in cold water. So whilst you maybe can't physically touch them, you can still physically experience them. Plus, then in Chamber of Secrets, Nick gets petrified by the basilisk, meaning there's absolutely something there to be petrified and that physical consequences can still befall a ghost. But so then what even is a ghost really? Well, fortunately there is an article deep in the Pottermore archives that tells us a little bit more. A ghost is the transparent three-dimensional imprint of a deceased witch or wizard, which continues to exist in the mortal world. Muggles cannot come back as ghosts and the wisest witches and wizards choose not to. It is those with unfinished business, whether in the form of fear, guilt, regrets, or overt attachment to the material world who refuse to move on to the next dimension. It also goes on to explain that the knowledge and outlook of the ghost in question remains at the same level as the person as when they died. Which I suppose if your Professor Benz is great, you never have to make sure you're up to date on all of your history because you literally can't forget it. Although I am kind of curious what his unfinished business is. Teaching? On the other hand, it also explains why most ghosts are real bummers. And it's not necessarily because they died, it's because they were the kind of person who would choose to come back as a ghost to begin with. Cause Olive Cornby was teasing me about my glasses. Like not only do you have to be pretty petty to begin with, but then you're like stuck in that mindset. Although I have to say the line about their knowledge remaining the same is confusing because like obviously they can still learn things. Like Harry wasn't alive when Nick died and he's able to like learn who he is and remember his name and have a relationship with him. The real way ghosts can continue to have an effect on the world though is with the knowledge they did possess. For example, the gray lady knows where the diadem is hidden and she reveals this information to both Tom and Harry. Which you know, like not for nothing, uh, changes the course of history. It's casual. But with all that said, it brings us back to our question from earlier, which is what would happen if a ghost passed through the veil? Would this be some final way for them to escape the living world? Because the veil is an immensely mysterious artifact, which I guess kind of goes without saying since it's located in the Department of Mysteries. Or really, I think what I should say is that the Department of Mysteries is located around the Veil. Because the Veil definitely predates the Ministry and the entire Ministry itself was built around the Veil. Our main experience with it though comes in the Order of the Phoenix when Sirius falls through the Veil and it claims his entire body and soul through its one-way arch. Just prior to that, however, we also get to see our main six stumble into the Death Chamber where both Harry and Luna can hear voices from the other side. Luna and Harry are curiously the only two members of the group who can also see Thestrals and are definitely the two members of the group who are most at peace with death in general. On top of that, it's literally referred to as the death chamber. And the clear indication is that this archway is the passage from the mortal world to the great beyond. And that it's a very one way ticket. Unless you're Lily and James who are just exploiting all kinds of loopholes. So what happens when a ghost goes through the veil? Would they die? I think the answer is a definite yes. And don't worry, 
I can show my work. I love space in the margins. Let's go back to that original quote from Nick. I sometimes wonder whether I oughtn't to have. Well, that is neither here nor there. In fact, I am neither here nor there. Neither here nor there is very interesting phrasing because it describes a place between life and death. And believe it or not, we actually get to visit that place in Harry Potter after Harry dies and wakes up in King's Cross. Dumbledore describes the situation to Harry as such. We are in King's Cross, you say? I think that if you decided not to go back, you'd be able to, let's say, board a train? He also tells Harry that he's not really dead. Then I'm dead too? Ah. That is the question, isn't it? On the whole, dear boy, I think not. Of course, we also know that at that moment, he's not really alive either. He's neither here nor there. This matches up exactly with how we know ghosts to work. Like despite being killed, they're not truly dead. Again, I know nothing of the secrets of death, Harry, for I chose my feeble limitation of life instead. Feeble imitation of life, neither here nor there. Harry can board a train and decide which way to go. It seems to me that this is the choice offered to basically every witch or wizard upon death. That they get a brief stop in limbo and must decide ultimately where to go, and the vast majority of them choose to go on. Except for ghosts. They go back. But so then why isn't Harry a ghost when he returns, you might be wondering. Well, you see, Harry is very special. I am the chosen one. Harry is particularly unique for many reasons, but in this particular situation, his life is anchored to the mortal realm by his blood in Voldemort's body. But honestly, that's a, that's a whole different video. That is Harry's unique advantage in this situation, which we've always sort of called a love crux, but most people aren't Harry Potter and don't have this choice. So when they choose to go back, they are only just barely able to do it, which is why they come back as ghosts. And unless I miss my mark here, it rips their soul to do this. It's like you put a piece of paper through the shredder and then on the other side, you're like, hey paper, you wanna go back? And most of the time the paper is like, uh, no thanks. But imagine you're the piece of paper that does decide to go back. What does that look like on the other side? Yeah, the most feeble imitation of the original sheet of paper imaginable. Except it's not paper, it's your uh, body and soul. So in a way, it's kind of like ghosts are really terrible horcruxes. Like, yes, they do still have a container and it is still their body. It's just that their body is now translucent and can't eat or touch anything or change their opinion or do magic. But it can talk and exist in the mortal realm and flood the bathrooms on the third floor. Why is that last one important? It really, it really isn't Myrtle. It's like when Hermione is describing Horcruxes and says how the soul inside depends on its container for its existence. She could run you through with a sword and your body of course would perish, but your soul would be fine. Ghosts are in a really unique position because whilst they have a soul, the container itself can't be damaged because nothing can touch it. Like imagine Harry was trying to destroy a Horcrux, but the Horcrux was a ghost and he couldn't even hold on to it. And I really think Horcruxes are a great analogy for how ghosts work, because like, think about it. How do you make a Horcrux? By killing someone to rip your soul. Well, guess what? In this situation, someone still died. You, and in choosing to remain behind, you rip your soul. Horcruxes are made to prevent you from dying at horrible cost to yourself, and ghosts are kind of the same thing. 
people who prevented themselves from dying at horrible cost. Voldemort even describes his form after failing to kill Harry as a baby as less than the meanest ghost. And again, this adds up. Voldemort would be less than a ghost because he would have ripped his soul seven times and a ghost just once. Either way, what it comes down to is this. Even though you must die to become a ghost, ghosts are not dead. The article on Pottermore describes it best when it says, they have chosen an impoverished version of life instead. Impoverished? Yes. But dead? No. And not dead means alive, which means ghosts are subject to die. Which means the veil should and would kill them once and for all. On that note though, if you're just like a regular living witch or wizard and you pass through the veil much like Sirius did, I don't think you'd be offered the option to become a ghost at all. Like I like to picture it as if most doors upon dying lead to the limbo waiting room where you then make the decision to become a ghost or go on. But the archway is like the door off to the side that just goes directly into the great beyond. And as such, I don't think Sirius would have even had the option to choose to become a ghost. Although even if he did, I definitely don't think he would have. On top of all that, Harry Potter is just a story in general about accepting the inevitability of death. And if it's truly inevitable, then even ghosts shouldn't be protected permanently, even if they're unsure how to go about finally dying. But since I do think they have a body and soul, I also think they are subject to death by veil. But here's where things get really interesting, Ben, because my question for you and everyone else is, what do you think would happen if you threw Barty Crouch Jr.'s body through the veil? Because of course, he doesn't have a soul. Let me know all of your thoughts in the towel section down below. But guys, thanks as always for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Harry Potter action from us. If you want to know if the veil could destroy a Horcrux, you can check out this video right here. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life, brother.